0: We're back inside the Atlantic Union Bank Center. We're getting ready for a big game today between James Madison and Troy. I'm Corey Spector, now joined by James Madison assistant coach, Neil Harrow. Coach, how are you?
1: Good, thank you. How are you?
0: Doing all right. Doing all right. Big game for your team. We'll get to that in just a moment, but it's a big game for you, of course. You spent seven years as an assistant coach at Troy. When you woke up this morning, what were some of the emotions that you felt?
1: Honestly, not many now. I think, uh, I think I've gone through most of them uh, in the last couple of days uh, between – you know the prep and the, the final prep and then seeing their team yesterday and you know hanging out went and just chatted with the coaches a little bit last night just to catch up so i think um now it's just now it's become business really and it's like this is a game plan um this is what we have to do and it's time to execute it but now i, I think it's just a game i think it's just another team um so all those different emotions are are probably gone
0: For those that maybe don't know your background, you're from Scotland, you spent a few years in Spain, you moved to the United States, you spent a few years at Valdosta State Mm -hmm. in Georgia, and then in 2015, you got the opportunity to go to Troy and work under Shanda Rigby. How did you meet Coach Rigby? How did that opportunity present itself?
1: Um, Depending on what you believe in, it's like, call it fate, destiny, divine intervention, I don't know whatever you believe in, but it was very much right place, right time. I I didn't know her at all. Um, I actually didn't know Troy, so I, I was at the uh, I was at the FCA breakfast at the Final Four, which you know, there's a convention at the Final Four every year. Um, I can't. I think we were in Tampa that year, and I, I just happened to sit at her table where she was having breakfast, and I introduced myself to her and Kayla Ard, who's now the head coach of Utah State. Um, that used, they're very close, and Kayla used to work for, for Coach Rigby, um, and we just, we just talked basketball, and I didn't know she was looking for an assistant, and she didn't know I was looking for a job, and it just kind of um naturally kind of flowed together and and we hit it off and 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 the rest is kind of history I ended up getting the job
0: you got the job you end up winning three sunbelt tournament titles what makes coach rigby an effective leader
1: wow um i think uh extremely competitive and she's a very nice person very sociable but deep down there's a there's a she's very competitive um which i think all good leaders have you know especially in sports um I, i think very positive very um you know, I think what makes her really effective as well is she knows exactly what she wants from her team. She, she, she never wavers year to year on what style are we going to play, what type of player do I want, what, like, she knows exactly what she wants um, and, and, and she goes after it and then she does a good job of managing those players to keep them happy and motivated and um, fresh uh, and, and that's a combination that has really, really worked for her and her, her program, and, and she, doesn't, she doesn't waver. She doesn't waver in that, and I think that, that I really respect that.
0: Assistant Coach Neil Harrow joining us ahead of James Madison and Troy. One of the commonalities of all those teams for Troy over the years, rebounding, six consecutive years if you include this mm-hmm. year, leading the country in total rebounding. And personnel changes all the time mm-hmm. in college basketball. How do you set a, a frame of mind to do that every single year to make sure that you are the top rebounding team in the nation.
1: Uh, some of it is is how you recruit. You, you can't, you know, you, you have to recruit people who are physically able to go and rebound outside of their area. What uh, I like to call it, like um, get some rebounds they're not supposed to get. So, lots of people can box out and go rebound, but not many people can go pursue a rebound outside of their area. Um, and I think so they recruit so well players that can go and leap and rebound in the air outside of their own area if that makes sense um so some of it's recruiting some of it is what you demand every single day um and and those players know that if they want to play they have to rebound so she's not she's not going to take a player that can do a couple of things well but can't rebound you know you have to you have to be able to rebound and maybe you're a shooter or and maybe you're a driver and maybe you're a great defender but number one is going to be you have to rebound if you want to play for Shanda Rigby
0: one of the other things that that Troy program always did with yourself as well is bringing in junior college mm-hmm. players, and you've done that here at James Madison. And I know these players eventually went on to Division One, but Caroline German, Kobe King, Hoya, all had time outside the Division One level. Why was that a choice that Troy decided to make when, when you were there?
1: Uh, well, she, uh, Coach Rigby was a was a junior college coach, a really successful one at Penn State, and I think she just understood those kids journeys uh, I think it is a little bit different for most junior college kids their, their journey is a little bit different and um, I think there's a a hunger there that's not um, not to say high school kids are not not hungry but it's just a different I think junior college basketball is scrappy and and you know they, they play hard and and they're doing it all with limited resources um, so uh, some you know some obviously are very well resourced but I think she just appreciated that level of hunger um and ability to compete every night um and not be in it just for all the fancy things like the charter planes and the you know all that kind of stuff so yeah i think success that she had there at juco and the success in in understanding those kids journeys and and knowing knowing how they think um and a lot of programs just don't recruit junior college basketball so she found a niche there and, and and really dominated that area for a long time
0: Three championships in the tournament, three, a couple of regular season championships as well. Then you can move on to James Madison. Why are you a better coach than you were, let's say, 12 months ago here at JMU?
1: Good question. Um, I think any time you are in a new environment, you're forced to grow because change is like, you know, if, if you stay in the same place, no matter what, what, you whether it's coaching, whether it's a business, whether it's, you know, a school you know if you if you if you were in high school for 12 years you know there's a reason high school is not 12 years long long. so I think you're gonna get in a little comfort zone and and so I think just just being pushed outside of my comfort zone um more responsibilities on the staff um and learning a new system learning from Coach O you know I say all the time like he he's he's really really good at like all of the parts like a, a lot of head coaches like I think um they'll dominate certain parts of the program but I think because of his journey he knows the managers what they do he knows what the the, the you know the assistant coaches do the, he knows the recruiting coordinator so like because he's had all those roles uh, and I think like being able to learn from him now in his chair which you know maybe 10-15 years from now I might be a head coach you never know so uh, I think uh, just being able to learn a different style of leadership and a different style of how he runs his program and the culture and how we recruit um, just gives me perspective uh, and and that's that's really really valuable.
0: Neil Harrow is with us. James Madison and Troy coming up at the top of the hour. So, of course, you're very familiar with what they try to do. They only have six returners from last year's roster. Mm-hmm. And one of those new players is Nia Daniel. And I'm sure anytime when a player starts their career at North Carolina, ends up at Alabama, and then finally finds their way to Troy, it opens up some eyes. What does she try to do? How do you game plan against what she tries to do today? Uh,
1: great, great guard score uh, in our conference. I think she's one of, uh, one of the best Guards, scorers, um, and I think her Nia is a power five player. Like, there's no, there's no doubt, and I know her journey at the power five level didn't work out the way she wanted, but she is that level of basketball player, um, and she's proven it. You know, her numbers are good, her percentages are good, uh, and I think she just gives a level of ability to get a bucket that uh, the Troy guards in the past haven't been as. Uh, maybe consistent as her, um, so it, it just gives them a whole like like I know she was a really really big target. She was a big target the first time for them, and and uh, coming out a junior college because she was a Panhandle Player of the Year uh, for at Gulf Coast, and then she she was a target for them then, and then went to Alabama, it didn't work, and was still a target. And she just fits. I, I think it's a similar to what Caroline is for us. It's a perfect match because like Neil, I think thrives in that free um, high confidence system and that's exactly what coach rugby wants so i think it's just one of those match made in heaven um she's the perfect player for that system so uh sim- similar to hallman um so i think you know how do you how do you guard her you 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 try and make it hard just like anybody you know um she's their leading guard scorer so you you know you, you have to mix things up and you have to um make it hard for her and uh, honestly a little bit of luck you you hope she doesn't you know get hot because if she does, you know, she's a real handful and she's hard to stop. So a little bit of luck, a little bit of strategy and a little bit of, you know, everything mixed in.
0: We know today that rebounding is going to be a, a huge focal point as it has been the first 19 games this season, especially going up against the team of this caliber on the boards. And Coach O'Regan talked about how in the last game, rebounding was a huge struggle, minus 16 on the boards against Georgia Southern. Let's take that off the table for now. How does your team get back to playing James Madison basketball today?
1: Uh, it's a good question because Troy does a better job of anyone else in the country of not letting you do what you do. Uh, so I think it's a mixture, it's a combination of understanding that we can play with concepts and, and, and know that, hey, when they do this, we just have to do this. And when we have the opportunity to run our stuff, we run our stuff. Um, but it's it, it, it's a little bit of, of both. It's like being who we are, but also understanding Um, what to do when they try to create chaos and take us out of our stuff. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a healthy balance, I think.
0: Neil Harrow joining us on our pregame show, leading up to James Madison and Troy. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, and go Dukes. You're listening to JMU Women's Basketball on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network.